Today's show is brought to you by Audible, the Internet's leading source for spoken word entertainment. And LazerTime listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial. time on laser time an unresolved cliffhanger oh hi everybody i'm chris antisto welcome to another episode of laser time the internet's fourth leading pop culture show where every week we take a dumb topic do a bunch of research get you some funny sound clips uh and try and make it all come together in something listenable tell a friend uh, who else is here i'm dave wait for the sequel rudden uh brett Hey, wait the, for his last name. And no, the, that's the cliffhanger. Ooh, oh, ooh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> see, and, see we married at the end of this clip. And Hank, to be continued, Gilbert. And you, you shepherded the handling of this one, but it's something yeah. we kept teasing, and I know uh, Bob Mackey of Retronauts and U.S. Gamer fame, Bob Servo on Twitter and Talking Simpsons host. Love you, Bob. As I wanted him to do this, but because uh, he's like, I, he was more like, you keep saying you want to do unresolved cliffhangers, and you should. Yeah. And I yeah. would like to hear that. I'm like, Bob, this is for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so special delivery for Bob Mackey out there. So yeah, I I did some of the research on this. Uh, it, it, this was sparked because on our sister show, 302010, give that a listen, we got to the series finale of Benson, which was <laughs> which was an unresolved question. You should have been there, man. <laughs> the first thing Benson's inspired in decades. Uh, good old Robert Keogh. But it, but it was a show that ended on a cliffhanger. And if you want to know the, the feeling that it is to watch something and then find out it, it will never have a true ending, I have just the clip. Bullseye land to safety. Can they reach Jesse and Stinky Pete in time? Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion. Woody's finest hour. All right, all right, next day. Hey, what, wait a minute, what, what happened? What happens next? Come on, let's see the next episode. That's it? What? The show was canceled after that. Yeah. Canceled by a UN interpreter. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, so that it, this happens more often than you think in television history, where a TV show which has an audience is not popular enough to sustain another season, but they don't know that, or the network hasn't made up its mind when they're filming what will be their last episode. And often, as was the case with Benson, they were told. Okay, you make a last episode that will be a cliffhanger to the next season. That'll get a few, that'll get you even higher ratings, so you'll be able to get another season. But that was kind of the cart before the horse because then it just gets canceled instead. Yeah. And um, I feel like that happened a lot more before we were born. Yeah. yeah, and I think shows there's some on here. I'm gonna I still gonna mention from TV, but they don't count anymore because they eventually got another thing because. Yeah. I think people, like, nobody was asking for more Benson back then. Nobody <laughs> wanted more of those things. But if you if it was made in the 90s onward, people were more apt to look for that stuff. Let's start with a smaller one from TV, though, that I didn't even know about. Moesha. The what? show, the, the show, Brandy Show? The Brandy series. A Boy on, Is Mine fame? Yeah, a Boy Is Mine. <laughs> yeah, Moesha. Pop singer who also had for six seasons a sitcom on UPN that was very popular, and the series ended on I've a cliffhanger. I've never seen a pixel of this. Oh, I, I had neither, but when I read that the series ended on a cliffhanger of a kid on the show was kidnapped and they Whoa. never freed him, uh. like 
They have a God, that's, there's probably the worst fan fiction in the universe. I wish I was an entertainment writer back when Moesha was around because I could have used the headline, No Mo Moesha. <laughs> uh, but they actually, the only clip I could find of it was Moesha apologizing for it on yeah. the BET show uh, Just KK. Now, you know, I always have a bone to pick with her because why did y'all just leave the show ending with Miles disappeared? Yes. What Let's happened, Brandy? I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened, and I feel so bad because, you know, so much of the so many of the fans, just, yes. they're mad about that. And that's not the way you end a show that's been on for, for six years. Yep, that's it. Like, But she wasn't a writer on the show, so she didn't know. And that's the thing with most of these endings that you... People will track down the writers like they did a Benson, like, well, what did happen? And they say, well, we didn't film it, so nothing did or didn't happen, but this was our plan. Like, um, the, the, the unresolved ending for Benson was that they Benson was either going to get elected or his boss would get elected mm. as governor of the state. <laughs> One of my favorite unsung TV shows, I think it was finally available on DVD, it's like a a parody of Dirty Harry Sledgehammer oh yeah and like it's part of the reason people do this because the show <laughs> the show wasn't popular it was it critically loved but it was a, it's a guy who's just gun crazy and instead of bringing in people peacefully pretty much just shoots them all the time so at the end <laughs> of the last season he explodes the world <laughs> and then the world ends. at the last minute they got renewed and the second season is a prequel with a unresolved cliffhanger. <laughs> blew up, and then it's canceled. <laughs> and then it finally got canceled. Yes. Well, Chris, I know for the '80s, there's one that really speaks to you. Damn right. Help! Dad, do something! That's the. That was infuriating. Really, save me! <laughs> So, Alf, alien life Someone form. Someone create an online petition. <laughs> uh, Alf, Alf didn't, I guess I was probably watching some of it while it aired, but mm. it was the syndication where I fell in love with Alf, and there's an episode at the end of the fourth or fifth season. Mm-hmm. Alf is found by the government, caught in a spotlight. Does it say to be continued? It says to be continued. And yes. I'd come back to the TV next, the next day or the next week and like, no, never, never. And yeah. because it was, there's no internet to look up what the actual last episode is, and there's the TV guide is literally your only guide. I, I don't, I never knew how Alf concluded or if it was done. Yeah, it was. Alf was a four season long show on NBC. Uh, a puppet <laughs> life alien lived with a family that hated him, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they thought they'd have another season as mm-hmm. well, and so they. But the series had always led up to like. Al, the the plot is Alf can't be caught. The government can't know Alf exists or anybody outside the family because if they do, he will be dissected. They make it very clear yeah. if he's caught, they're the going to kill, kill him. him. It's like, it's the I think for younger kids, uh, Roger on American Dad is kind of an Alf character. Uh, that one episode of uh, Say by the Bell where Screech pretends he's an alien. What? Also that. Oh, uh, come on. That, nothing was unresolved on that show. Nobody it, cared for it. Was go base sites. Good good <laughs> But on so on Alf they yeah, they end it with a cliffhanger of like, what are they gonna do now? As it would turn out, we wouldn't know until a nineteen ninety six, as mentioned on thirty twenty ten. In nineteen ninety six they did get a TV movie, but they could only get back Alf because that's the creator of the show. Hmm. So he came back, but everyone else in the family hated doing that show. And they got Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny to hear that they people hated doing that show because it's a fucking puppet floor. 
Mm-hmm. And you could like fall through the cracks at any <laughs> second and die because there's a guy, there's a megalomaniac underneath the uh, underneath the floor puppeting out. I don't. There's not a lot of good stories about that guy. Also, about the last episode was that the the when they finished filming it, the man who played the father on the show, he was committed to do the show. He was going to break his Holy contract, shit. but the day it finished, he's like, "We have filmed the last scene." He walks to his dressing room, grabs a pre-packed bag, gets in his car, drives away, and never talks to him. I've got some crack to smoke. Uh, that, <laughs> those pictures are insane. <laughs> yes, it, it, smoking crack with him a smoking crack thing. and making out with a homeless man. Just an exasperated. Oh, 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 oh. It's, it sounds like he's constantly. Willie is constantly passing a kidney stone, <laughs> and he's also he's also way too old to have an eight year old. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm seventy, and I gotta drive this kid to school all day. <laughs> you know, Chris, that you mentioned the syndication thing. I think that's also why. It pissed us off more because we were binge watching it in yeah. a way you could back then which was just an episode I, every day and you're so into it and, it, it, and my my channel was playing two every day yeah like with a half an hour in between of something yeah. i didn't like and i gotta say this because someone asked on our on our laser time facebook group uh people in in europe weren't sure what syndication meant uh, and yes. like uh well, just to clarify first run television is like I don't know what's on the air right now. Oh Jesus Christ! It's like Shield airs on ABC at eight o'clock every, yeah, eight, every on Wednesday. eight o'clock. If you're seeing but, it in England or after the show is done being filmed every day, you are watching it in syndication, not on its original channel where it was first run. Or when a show gets to I think a hundred episodes, yes. then you can now syndicate it enough that it can air Monday through Friday in any market, any channel that wants to pay the money for the rights to show those that, older episodes. And that ceiling has since lowered. Like now they'll yeah. do it at eighty or something. It might be worthless. Yeah, it kind of It is, might be but... worthless. I was reading Jim Henson's biography again, a little piece of it for something I'm working on, and, and that, like, he was done with, he was, like, on a passion level done with the show, and, like, uh, what, the syndica- there's a thing called syndication? <laughs> I guess we'll do a couple more. Yeah. And it kind of has an unresolved cliffhanger in that it doesn't have an ending, mm-hmm. because Jim Henson was in the director's chair of Great Muppet Caper <laughs> less than two weeks after the show closed. Wow. So it's like, it didn't really end for him. Well, there's the opposite of these, where shows like, say, Grace Under Fire... Mm-hmm. We're on a death march to get to 100. Like we, I don't care if you're a drunk and on pills and you're gonna kill us. Like we got to get six more episodes, or we're we're losing millions of dollars. But uh, okay. my time has to air something at 6 a.m. So Chris, I have one. I want to know if you can identify it by its final line. I can. That is uh, Firefly. It's, that is right. It's a weird objects in space. Objects I in space. And that's a. It's such a good episode so too. Good. Yeah. So it, Firefly it, is one of many failed Whedon shows, Joss Whedon shows, before he became Avengers Man. But uh, the yeah. big, the big bummer. One of my, I think Serenity is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Just celebrated its ten year anniversary last Jesus. year. I guess it's not technically an unresolved cliffhanger because I don't know if that guy. He, of course, he would have. <laughs> they would have seen him again. They left mm-hmm. him for dead, floating in space. Yeah. He is the object in space. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. But Serenity is cobbled together over what was supposed to be the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. And maybe the operative was supposed to be also this guy. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, but the way they canceled the show. Mm-hmm. That I know on the on the DVD extras, like Whedon talks about how they found out about the cancellation three episodes before they did it. Yeah. And that's why that episode ends with like a funeral and a dirge and everybody's that's, sad. That's a great finale, though. Yeah. If you view that as the finale, mm-hmm. and then hey, there's one lost episode called Objects in Space, yeah, which just leaves them in space. And that's the I think I even heard Whedon say that line. Well, 
here I am. It's just like, well, this is where we are. Like, just left floating here. Like, there's nothing. We have no direction. We don't know if we'll ever get to do more. Did, did Star Trek have closure as an original show? Uh, the TOS did. Everything else believe, did so. after that, right? Yeah, I don't think TOS really had a concrete ending. It just had a final episode. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, actually. And, and then, yeah, Voyager, Voyager Deep Space, and Next Generation. Those all had very specific, like, this yeah. is seven years, and this is the last episode. Yeah, Enterprise, they knew it was last, at least. Yeah. So. And, but that last episode was just an episode of Next Gen, wasn't Basically it? Was. Like, I think yeah. that's become almost a common courtesy people give. Because you never know if your show, even if it sucks, and the critics hate it and it's got no <laughs> ratings maybe it'll find life somewhere your best bet is to give it some kind of closure and just yeah. out of respect for the crew as yeah. long as you're not Dan Harmoning your uh, your executives oh it's funny you mentioned Dan Harmon are you coming back Elroy? I think so <laughs> probably maybe summer. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great summer. Dude, that, that last episode of Community is great, because it is yeah. kind of a cliffhanger, but they're also discussing... The, they are actively discussing the futility of carrying on. Yeah. yeah, the futility of, like, we can't continue. There's yeah. no way we can't do this anymore, and everyone's leaving. But it is like... Of course, the series Community is the most meta series ever on network TV, and so it ends in the most meta way of characters just each pitching well here's what season seven would be what will happen next year and but the reality was that they all had their contracts up and there was no way they could continue but that irish goodbye there as they call it like that was that's what the episode is too instead of just outright saying to the viewers this is the last community we won't make another one but they have to say like Maybe it's the last one. Maybe <laughs> the service it's on is uh, no longer around. I believe. Yes, I think you could, you could call it. It's. I think it's a really good last episode, and, and it is not a cliffhanger at all. But you know who I don't like for cliffhangers at this point? Yeah. Arrested Development. Oh yeah. Just because yeah. they've had essentially two cliffhangers that have with year long gaps in between. It's true. I should have got a clip from that. Yeah, but the, that in was both, Arrested Development. Yeah, in, I think in movie. Well, you're wrong, Ron Howard. You couldn't get that movie made even with Imagine Pictures. But and then they make this the fifth season and then they get a fourth and they get so ballsy thinking oh we'll get to do a fifth so let's just spend the fourth season setting up the murder mystery for season five are you going to make season five like where's that they have to wait for uh, Will Arnett's seventeenth show to get canceled yeah what the fuck come on Will Arnett does he just have a drug habit that he's I'm happier that What Hot American Summer got renewed than if Arrested and they're going to have an actual sequel now. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the real 10 years later coming out 16 years later after yeah. the film. Which is predicted as a stinger to the end of the film. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Are you enjoying the show? Do you like the way it sounds in your ears? Odds are you will be a fan of Audible. Yeah. You know what Audible is? Audible is the Internet's leading resource for audio books radio dramas, spoken word, comedy, all that stuff. Basically, anything you can enjoy with your ears, your iPhone, your Android, your Galaxy, your Kindle, anything like that. And Laser Time listeners right now can go to audibletrial.com and get started with a free 30-day trial and download any free book. What would I recommend? <laughs> well, speaking of unresolved cliffhangers, I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Uh, over 10 years ago, started reading George Double R. Martin's Saga Fire and Ice series, The Game of Thrones uh, books. And technically, the books now act on an unresolved cliffhanger that has been resolved a little in the show. That's I'm watching Game of Thrones. I've always had the feeling of smug superiority that I knew more than the viewing audience, and now I no longer do. However, I do know things about certain characters that are not present in the show. <laughs> Would you like to check that out? Hey, all the Game of Thrones books are on Audible. 
Other things I really like there are Jim, Hen- the Jim Henson biography, uh, Amy's, Amy Poehler's Yes, Please. But, you know, you can go there and poke around and browse for yourself. And uh, once again, Laser Time listeners exclusively can get a free 30-day trial and download any audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Thank you, Audible. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash lasertime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. You want to go through game journalism days of your Heidi? She's like, but I found all these other jump drives from you, and these are all from like our era in the games press yeah. that I've been slowly throwing out. 512 megabytes. Five. Yeah. We've made wow. bigger podcasts. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I wonder what... I'm going to stick it in and see the, what's on the, in a preview Whoa, wow. for Jumper Griffin story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck? Uh, can you read a sentence from that? Taking in a viewing of the Banff Happy Jumper trailer, oh, you might be bracing yourself for seeing another game movie tie-in starring Hayden Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, that's not a bad line. They've been in a lot of movie yeah. tie-in games together. Uh, but you'd be wrong, young Padawan. Uh, central in the film, they, though they are, Jumper's Griffin story allows Jamie Bell's character... The immensely irritating Jimmy from King Kong. That was a reference I thought (laughs) everyone would get. Um, (laughs) Unfolding a different plot that intersects the events of the film because it was an interquel or something. That is way too good for a Jumper Griffin story preview. Nice Dave, no one was panning. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Well, okay, we talked about Bob Mackie. I definitely wanted to have this one. This is the one he wanted to talk about the most, I think. So, Sally, too late. You should... (gasps) Beatrice. Beatrice? Beatrice? Beatrice. Who's Beatrice? My wife. My wife. Yeah, my my first wife. I I mean, you're alive. Well, yeah, sure I am. Didn't Cornfed ever tell you? (gasps) Duckman, I can explain. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's how it ends. That is the end of Duckman right there. So, Duckman is so good, so worth rediscovering, yeah. and every single episode is in full on YouTube. Because no one cares. Because no one cares enough. So yeah, Duckman, in case you don't know, Klasky Chupo, who they created Rugrats, and they also were the first three season animators of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They then, for USA, did the adaptation of a like gross, surly indie comic, mm-hmm. Duckman, about a private dick, Duck. Uh, who has obscene adventures and is is living in the politically correct times of the 90s trying to navigate them. But the core of the show is that his wife died before the first episode, yeah. and he is trying to raise his kids with his sister, with his, his the sister twin of sister mm-hmm. of his wife, who looks just like her but hates his guts, <laughs> and it is torture for him every day. And by the end of the series, it end the, the last episode ends with a triple marriage. <laughs> they, every character 
uh, official shipping got mm-hmm. married together at the wow. end. And that ending is just like everybody's waving and every character's there. It's like, a happy ending, yay! And then the writers just says a supreme fuck you <laughs> to the viewer. Because like, they knew they were being canceled? They knew it was the last one. They ah. knew it was the last one. Like, USA barely renewed them for a la- for that last season. Wow. And so they come back, uh, they finish this with that ending of, oh, the dead wife he's talked about so much on the series, she's not been dead this whole time, and Corn Fed knew. What a mystery, huh? And the end. It's, and, uh, watching it again now, it is it is really funny in certain parts. A lot of it is very 90s, but it's yes. also the meanest thing I've it's ever seen. It's such a mean show, it is, yeah. It is very and mean. And ugly. Ugly yeah. and mean. Intentionally ugly by design. But it's, it is a great show. I... Oh, Deadwood is a big one for me. I love this show, Deadwood. This was its last line when it was canceled in its third season. I was going to tell him something pretty. And so, you won't find many series... You won't find that show is a, a hardcore western where every other word was the F word and had the best acting on TV. I love that show so much. The best sets, like a the giant town. And so... It is, they get into four years of it, and that final episode, they end it with just, <laughs> Al Swearingen, who is the avatar for the writer of the show, David Milch, yeah. he's cleaning the floor and somebody, of blood from somebody he killed, and then the guy who's sad about that guy, that person being dead, he says, did they suffer? He's like, don't ask me that question anymore. And then he says, he wants me to make it pretty. And Milch even said... That's me saying, oh, you wanted a, 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 a tied-up ending with all the loose ends tied up? Well, that's not reality. That's, like, oh, you want it pretty, like, fuck that's off. That's the like, bizarre... I don't know. I feel like I just said this on a podcast, but maybe just to you guys, because it was uh, kind of eye-opening when Bob Bob Odenkirk was discussing, why didn't Mr. Show come back? Because uh, they asked for a year off, and that's that's sort of a cliffhanger, <laughs> Mr. Yes. Show, because the last line is like, <laughs> that's it, season yeah. four's over. Mm-hmm, and it's true. It just says season four's over, and uh, they took a season off to make Run, Ronnie, Run, which is... Jesus Christ! That's that's, that's, that's for another a whole show. Other episode. Uh, and he asked, they asked if he could come back. And in that time, Sopranos and Sex and the City had come up, and they're like, "That's okay." <laughs> and it wasn't a flat no. It's like, "No, that's okay. Uh, We're it, good." But and he said it was because HBO's model, since it's not based on ratings or it has no commercials, it's based mm-hmm. on subscribers. They HBO has a giant boner over what's going to get people talking. In a show that's on the air for more than four years. People don't generally continue talking about Game of Thrones being like a weird exception for HBO. And Deadwood wasn't known for a ton of buzz but at its time. Like, but you, it, 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 it was. It did. In yeah. the beginning, it, yeah. there's a ton of buzz about Deadwood. They re, like remember Rome came out and like HBO we re renewed it for like eight seasons. We're yeah. gonna keep it going. And then like, well, no one's talking about this after the after fourth the episode, year, and yeah. it got canceled immediately. Even yeah. though they had renewed it, they renewed Deadwood for a lot, and even said there'll be TV movies, and they have. It's never been a decade to, now. Like, yeah, it's, it's never going to happen. It's a very dangerous thing because all the actors in it are so old. Like, mm-hmm. they were old when they started, yeah. and they're lucky that none, I don't believe at least any of the even minor cast has passed away yet. The Deadwood, but, by so. the way, a great showcase for character actors in yeah. big roles. Yeah, it's so great. It was just like David Milch, who is the co-creator of NYPD Blue, mm-hmm. John from Cincinnati. I love John from Cincinnati. And the horse-killing show. He was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's... Uh, he wanted to just hire character actors to be the lead on a show. That's why it's like all these ugly old men and women who don't get to star in anything. 
further to my point, like HBO constantly cancels his shows, but then like, and then we'll give you a new show because yeah. they because they like him and they know you'll make a show that people talk about for mm. a season. Yeah, and then you just keep doing those. I mean, David Milch is such a character. Like, let me tell you guys the. Speaking of unresolved endings, like they have, it's a special feature on season three, and it's one of the darkest special features I've ever seen. Which is, they go to the set of Deadwood, walk around with David Milch through the set, and just ask him like, um, "So what would happen with Swergen? Well, what about Calamity Jane? What would happen?" And he's just like, uh, "I guess uh, you know the gem burns down. We were planning that, and uh, and he's he's just so like the cancellation is fresh in his mind, and he's so so grumpy about it. He actually has this great quote about the failure of endings in general. The biggest lie is the idea that we are entitled to a meaningful and coherent summarizing a conclusion of something which never concludes. Can he conclude the sentence? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> You, I cut out about 18 uhs from that. That was a much <laughs> shorter The Sopranos ending is great. So, yeah, you would not say Sopranos is an unresolved cliffhanger then, would you? Um, you, you, don't, you did stop believing? You can ter- interpret it in almost any way you want. Mm-hmm. It, but if you're a big Sopranos fan, my favorite thing, because like, uh, what David Chase said, he only wanted Sopranos to go for a certain amount of time. Yeah. The last season, uh, AJ wants to be a musician and all these other, and a film director, and his dad's like, no, go to college, I'll buy you a car. <laughs> yeah. And so the la- AJ's last arc is selling out of every of all of his integrity. Yeah. It was sad and to see that because at first it seemed like his arc was ending when he gave away the bicycle. Remember mm-hmm. that? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a good end for his arc. But <laughs> but me, yeah, with the rest of the series, like almost everybody's dead except for Polly Walnuts. Yeah. They, I don't want to spoil everything in Sopranos, but the, the guy who can do the least for Tony, it's great. Yeah. That show is so good. But everybody was mad with the cut to black at the end of Sopranos. Like yeah, you can interpret it as Tony is shot, or you can interpret mm-hmm. it as like this is. Your eyes are closed, and you will no longer see any more of the story. And We've I've resolved heard, some yeah. things, and other things haven't been resolved. But that's heard, life. I've heard people complain or point out that, like, what did you just want to see him get killed? Like, did is that did you feel like, oh, the bad guy's got to die? Like, yeah, that's you had the, that, the, that, that pressure. It's still artifact. established in modern films, and it's from old timey Hollywood and the fucking Hayes Code that if you're going to have a criminal as the main character behaving criminally, he must be mm-hmm. punished in the third act. Isn't it? I mean, I haven't seen either, so mm. feel free to totally throw this away. But it's, it's, it sounds like a lot like Shields ending, where Dude, that, that's where it's like, the, yeah, it's like. His ending is that he's like powerless and like everything he loves to say he is he, yeah. he's lost everything. He's but, not but killed, he is but free. But he's the deadest yeah. anybody could ever be. He yeah. got away with it, yeah. but he. Uh, and that's but an he, ending into itself. So it's, it's great. That is that is might be one of my my favorite endings of any show. Uh, but what about the ending to Sonic AM, Chris? Oh, like <laughs> so the the Sonic ABC Saturday Morning Show. It was more serious. It was the more serious of the Sonic shows. Yeah, it had a continuing storyline. Yeah, and the second season actually ended with like an ending. Robotnik was seemingly dead. Sonic what? Sonic what? kisses Sally. They the sexual tension is relieved, and they finally are like, "Hey, yeah, we do like each other." And Sonic kisses Sally, yeah. invents furries. <laughs> uh, well, and then Robotnik sidekick Snively says, "Oh, well, now you're gonna really have trouble, Sonic." And he is taking over. He was gonna take over as a big bad, and then a dude with red eyes pops up in the background, and then just ends like it's never it's never wow, talked really? about. But that's one of those ones where it gets followed up in a comic book because mm-hmm. the writers like, well, this will never get resolved on TV. They're not going to let me make more of this Sonic. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll just make a comic book. The audience book. is tired of Sonic. <laughs> I mean, well, the thing with Sonic is it's generational. Like, for us, Alf is just Alf. It's not... There's there's 18 yeah. Sonics for kids yeah. to love. Yeah. Hey, Sally Acorn being this huge point of contention. Like, you can be a Sonic <laughs> fan and not know who this character is. Yeah. Meanwhile, another fan will strangle you for not acknowledging she's awesome. I know. that She is his fated love interest, not anybody else. Another unresolved cliffhanger... <laughs> Is the is uh, one of my favorite sitcoms that everybody didn't get any love in the '90s, which was News Radio. Oh, wow. great! News Radio is such a great series. It had Dave Foley. He left Kids in the Hall for that. Moved to LA. Mm-hmm. It had the, an amazing cast: Stephen Root, Andy Dick, Joe Rogan, Phil Goddamn Hartman. Mm-hmm. Like it was such uh, such a great cast. Mm-hmm. And it's every season. The, let me tell you, the commentaries on news radio are the best because creator of the show, Paul Sims, has like no filter on it. He's like, well, I'm never going to be hired by NBC again or likely create any show. So let me just tell you about everything that pissed hey, me just off. just like me. Yeah, and, so, and so he's just burning every bridge on the commentary. It's amazing. And he talks about how every season mm-hmm. they ended with an unresolved cliffhanger. One time it looked like the entire place was burning down. And then the other times they're like, oh, we're not even going to have a real finale. This is just going to be the space episode <laughs> or the Titanic episode. They never had real endings because they always thought they were going to be canceled. Then in season five, the one year they had all these assurances like, oh, yeah, you're definitely coming back. So they end the season with the setup of a whole new premise of them moving the radio station out of New York and going to rural America. Then it just ends like it never came back. And then everybody just abandons Dave Foley in the office and he's just (laughs) left alone. But then Andy Dick pops up and it, it... they, it was one there like we wish we could have had a season six like it was the one time we left it in not the not with an ending we would have preferred I was and this is another subject for a laser time show when Phil Hartman was gone so was Oof. I yeah. yeah, that 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 to me signaled the end of the show. I didn't watch as regularly. I came back for the first few episodes just to see it, but like the show just wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just that it wasn't the same without Phil Hartman, but you couldn't watch it without thinking about yeah. Phil Hartman and his tragic ending. Ugh, what a bummer, man. Uh, but well, there was one other, too, the from TV I wanted to mention. X-Files. Really? So, X-Files Season 9 did have an unresolved cliffhanger, a big one, where, like, mm-hmm. the end of the world is coming in 2012. We're two agents on the run. Like, and this it was this crazy setup that they thought they'd get to in another movie. And then they didn't, and, like, it they was did unres- another movie but didn't get to it? Well, yeah, that movie was a standalone thing. Like yeah. they didn't, they, they didn't acknowledge I, I the alien apocalypse. It. it was anything. like, yeah, it was six years later they got the movie that didn't talk about the alien apocalypse or anything, and they just were like, "Oh, you're agents again, yeah. you're agents." It, it wasn't 2012, so they could still address well, that later on. So then, in season 10, which just yes. aired, they did address it in the way of saying, "Oh, none of that counted. It was all a lie." And now this is the new thing, like. Really? That's a new thing, huh? They just hit the snooze button on uh, the whole episode about the X Files, which I thought was enlightening because I'm really I get really confused. <laughs> but like, yeah, I didn't even bother watching that. Like that last episode, I just heard was so bad by so many people that I didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. No, I I watched I two watch episodes. You didn't watch the new X Files? We watched all the way up to like the last episode, and then just got really bored with it. It just kept really? getting worse. So I heard there's like, like one. There's one really good. Singular. There's a couple yeah. good episodes in it's there. six, right? Yeah. There's six. Three of them written by Chris Carter, who honestly should have the thing taken away from him <laughs> at this point. Uh, oh, I did want to mention one of my favorite ones, too, was Red Dwarf was oh, constantly... Uh, they were constantly guilty of this. Like, season two ended with a cliffhanger because they thought, 
oh, we'll never be renewed. And then they had to rewrite themselves out of an impossible cliffhanger. Then at season six, they're like, no BBC, sh- very rarely does a BBC show go beyond six seasons. Yeah. So in the end of season six, everyone explodes. Like they <laughs> blow up the thing. And when I'm watching it on PBS, I'm like, well, that's it, huh? They're just, they're just all dead and exploded. Wow. And it took them three years and then they came back. But then it just became like every couple of years they do a new season, and then they ended on another probably seemingly unresolvable cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like every time, they never wanted to give you a happy ending because Red Dwarf is a show about being trapped in outer space, yeah. and and they it's a dim it's a it's a very grim show, uh, dark comedy. That the first episode is called The End. Like that's the name of the first episode. Uh, and one other one before we go out, I, I want to mention. Uh, we talked about Benson, but Soap was the other one. And that was one that uh, I think it was the first Dunners Off cliffhanger that really drove me crazy. Because I loved Soap, but only when Comedy Central got the rights to it and aired it in its entirety. Like over 100 episodes in a row, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and January 2nd. So and it looks like a sitcom, but it had a continuing storyline. It is a sitcom soap opera. Mm-hmm. That it is a parody of a soap opera, but... It is also a soap opera. It has the elements of a soap opera. In that there's always a running thing. And every season ended with a crazy cliffhanger. Characters would seemingly be dead. But And it was kind of a parody of, I guess, Dynasty or Dallas. Or these ones about rich people and rich people problems. But the final episode of Soap is the biggest F you. And it was when I watched it, I was realizing, like, Oh no, is this really the last one? Are they going to leave me with everybody un, un, in a terrible place? Like, every character ended with a cliffhanger of, you are dead. Like, you're going to die. There's no way out of this one. And this was the last moments of soap. Ready? Hey! Fire! A Super Nintendo soundtrack? <laughs> And that's it. That's like Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Tate, the main character of the show of of the ensemble. She is seemingly executed in Nicaragua. Like that's where the show ended. And <laughs> wow. and, and went on never, to become the boss. Yeah, Tony Danza. But, yeah, she went on to boss around Tony Danza. That is true. Okay, so when we come back, I have some more honors love cliffhangers to present to you guys from anime, video games, and movies. So stay tuned. What is up, people? You hear that music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Gun, 30 years old. Guess what? It's going to be our Monday Night Movie. Our Monday Night Movie used to be a a, a Patreon exclusive, but we opened it up to everybody, so you can come watch that with us this Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Or you can get the archive at lasertime.bandcamp.com. Or if you're a patron, you automatically get that in every commentary we've ever done for every movie for the last almost a year, people. Uh, in addition to bonus time, talk the first season of Talking Simpsons, cartoon, wrestling commentaries, a bunch of exclusive fun stuff over at patreon.com slash lasertime. But hold on, don't back out just yet. The Top Gun celebration will continue on lasertimepodcast.com. Oh boy, will it. Uh, we do a poop show, shit show, I should say, a bad game showcase every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. And this, of course, will be Top Gun. We will find the worst Top Gun game we can bear to stream. And I really don't want to go to the NES one because I know all you Uber nerds out there know how notorious the original Top Gun NES game uh, is. But I want to find something neat. So check that out at 3. We don't know what it is going to be just yet because we have to try out all of them. But we do know we're streaming on Tuesday. Uh, not a new release, but something new. 
Because new Super Mario Brothers is 10 years old. You would know all this uh, if you were listening to 302010, Laser Time's show with uh, myself, Brett, Henry, and Diana. Diana Goodman. I know you guys love her. Where we take a look 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago in that week of the past. Uh, And this is where we have discovered how old everything is. It's pretty great if you're a giant pop culture maven like us. But, oh, yes, also on our YouTube channel, if you're just coming off Civil War, we have a brief history of Iron Man video games that I've updated to the very minute you can find over there. Uh, We got an uncharted Easter egg for that ass. And last week we tried to find the worst Spider-Man game we could, and we settled on the 32X's Spider-Man Web of Fire, the last Sega 32X game ever made. And if you're, again, a real nerd, you'll know exactly why that's important. Or not important. But also on our YouTube channel, I wanted you guys to check out, we gave a shot uh, to Cheap Popcast Live. We went live to you guys, recounting the best wrestling matches of the week. Uh, And we went live on our YouTube channel, and you can see that over there and on our Twitch channel. Uh, you can see us and interact with us live so you can add your feedback to what you think the best matches matches were and why. I might be a bad guy to plug it. I'm not as in on wrestling as the other guys, but of course, Cheap Popcast comes out every Friday and we'll regale you with all the pertinent info, including a nice little kayfabe history. Also, be sure to check out Cape Crisis, VG Empire, Video Game Apocalypse, and of course, Talking Simpsons. I just got to celebrate uh, Mr. Bob Mackey's birthday. That's Bob Server on Twitter of Retronauts and US Gamer fame. We love our Bob. Uh, check out Talking Simpsons, Laser Time's chronological breakdown of every episode of The Simpsons in order. We are smack dab in the middle of Season 3. Oh my god, it's about to get great. It already is great in the middle of Season 3. You know that. Anyway, enough enough plugs from me. Check out LaserTimePodcast.com for more. We have brand new looks at Marvel cards, a brand new uh, walkthrough of Kingdom Hearts, where we head to Tarzan's Deep, Deep Jungle. I'm not going to say you're guaranteed to enjoy it, but we tried to optimize it for your enjoyment as best we could. Anyway, check out LaserTimePodcast.com. I'll leave now. Goodbye. on Cheap Popcast, the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. During a Christmas edition of WWE SmackDown, Hornswoggle won a battle royal where the winner got a Christmas wish. So so Hornswoggle used his wish to ask Santa Claus, who in this case was Mick Foley in a Santa costume. He asked for... You're destroying Sorry. That was Santa! It was, so he asked Santa for the ability to talk. And finally was able to start speaking, uh, you know, five years after he made his debut. Though... In reality, earlier in the year at WrestleMania, in a backstage skit with the Snoop Dogg, he he rapped. So there's yeah. some there's a little bit of controversy there. Though you could say that WrestleMania is like the treehouse of horror of <laughs> of WWE, where it's like not not everything is canon at WrestleMania. So depending, it's either mid or late 2011 when he finally started talking. Listen to Cheap Popcast on the Laser Time Network and on iTunes and on the internet every Friday morning. All right, we're coming in with the theme song to Neon Genesis Woo! Evangelion, which is one of my favorite animes, which also, like, totally fucked viewers on any resolution. This, in case you never uh, watched it, in the dub version, this is how it ends. Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! 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 Congratul
Congratulations. 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 Uh, thank you all. That's it. Shinji is pregnant. Yeah, it's the. Have you beat uh, like ten PlayStation One games at once? Yeah. So it, when you watch it in Japanese, they say "omedeto," which is that's how I learned the word "congratulations" in Japanese from the subtitle version. But it really, the, the, I will not pretend to understand this ending. It makes no sense. So Evangelion was it was a mid '90s show, kind of like X Files as well, where it starts all these. It was a mid-90s anime that was about uh, the end of the world or averting the end of the world using these giant mechs that were also made out of robot parts. It was conspiracies on top of conspiracies. But the seemingly... Uh, and this, I think this is a good premise for most shows to start on. It's mm-hmm. not only a seemingly, seemingly end-of-the-world scenario, but there's also a finite amount of things and time that are forecast yeah. to happen before. So you you know this it can't go another season. No, and it went for 26 episodes. It was very popular, but it also... Had its budget cut for the last third, mm-hmm. and then when it gets, they did the twenty fourth episode, really and then confusing. when they wanted to do the what they thought the finale would be, when it came to twenty five and twenty six, they had no money for it, and so then Hideki Anno, the creator of the series, was so pissed off that he was like, "Then I'm just going to make a uh, one that takes place two parter that takes place in the character's head, mm. and I won't tell you anything that happened, <laughs> and it'll just be him talking about how sad he is." replaying scenes from the show which also makes it a clip show and then when he finally realizes like oh yeah the world's bullshit then every character surrounds him and goes congratulations 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 (laughs) like though is that the guy who's the the voice in uh, Wind Rises he is the voice (laughs) of the lead in Wind Rises and the director of Japan's next Godzilla film that's that's Hideki Anno but yeah that most anime does have a conclusive ending. They usually, or they just keep going forever. Yeah. Or because most of them are based on an, a comic book, and the creator normally ends things in a very, like, you know, tying up loose ends kind of way. But Evangelion was different. And then when they finally did follow up that unresolved cliffhanger with End of Ava, that was also like an F you from the creators. Like, oh, you want an ending? Fine, I'll give you the darkest ending ever. Like, I don't care. Like, everyone's dead. The world's dead. And this, all these characters you like, I'm going to kill them on screen. And then I'm going to basically have a scene come up on screen to say, like, fuck you for liking this. Like, that was... He was not in a good headspace. He's better like off Fucking now. Ray? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ray becomes a, yeah, a giant corpse. You just her head in a sea of blood He's uncontrollably fucking her like it yeah I, I, it's been a long time yes, I only watched man. it once is that the same episode where he jizzes on his hand when she's in a hospital bed well that's mm-hmm. when Oscar's in the hospital but, yeah. but yes he jerks off while she's unconscious and he's thinking of you him. and me yeah. and <laughs> Dave you said you had some TV ones you wanted to name before we yeah, go they, into they're not exactly cliffhangers mm-hmm. I mean uh, the one that jumped out to me immediately was Freaks and Geeks which yes. I mean like mm-hmm. everyone is in a different place mm-hmm. But in the case of, like in the case of uh, Lindsay, she literally is on a bus to San Francisco yeah, to become um, a deadhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I I like that they they joke on the commentary of uh, and Lindsay takes drugs for the first time there yeah. and dies, and her father was right; he was yeah. right all along. <laughs> it, it, it's bizarre if you've seen the behind the scenes special features on the DVD. I do think of it with closure because she goes off to, yeah. on a bus to, and they have a behind the scenes shot where that last shot is the last shot they shoot, and she yeah. drives off on the bus, and then the bus 
stops, Lindy, Linda Cardellini smiles, and you see the entire cast and crew outside oh, the bus window. Yeah, that was beautiful. And so when I do think of the ending, I think of that, and I don't, I, I forget that this is unresolved. And there's also uh, um, James Franco. He's kind of joined the geeks. Yeah, so it's like blurred the lines. And I love that bit. I, uh, though also from TV, I did forget to mention the Nicktoons animated series Hey Arnold, where it got double fucked with with cliffhangers, where. He made what he thought was going to be the end of the show, a three-parter TV movie mm-hmm. uh, called, called Arnold Saves the Neighborhood, and then he's told, no, that should be the movie. We'll make that the theatrical release, and then you guys can make another movie that's that'll be the real ending. And then the movie is so unpopular that they just canceled the show. They're like, <laughs> we're not going to make a final movie. Mm-hmm. But he already made an hour-long episode that sets up the movie, which is like the biggest tease Arnold fans could have because they set up that like Arnold's parents are dead. They were explorers, presumed dead. Used to be a job. And, and then he gets a map to find them, and it sets up all this backstory for <laughs> him discovering his parents and where they are. And it's going to be like, Arnold finally has parents? Wow! But then they decide, like, nah, we're not doing it. Just not. And people have been wanting Craig Bartlett, the creator of the series. It is being resolved. Well, so they spent ten years asking him, like, could you just tell us the ending? We'll never Mm -hmm. see it. And he's like, no, guys, I think I could make it, please. I don't (laughs) want to tell you the ending. And then finally... Nick to like uh, Viacom or whoever you call it. Finally, we are becoming the baby boomers, yes. and all the stuff we liked is coming back, so we can force our own children to watch it. So they are making it; they really are. But uh, as far as anime, there was only one other uh, unresolved cliffhanger I remember, and Brett, maybe you can help me with this. Big O, mm-hmm. you recall Big O? That like it was a one season wonder, like only thirteen episodes. What is it about? Uh, a bunch of pe- it's really hard to explain. It's a, it's a mech show. There's a domed city, and everyone lost their memories in some incident. So everyone kind of wakes up, and is like, "Well, I guess I don't know. I live in this big house. I suppose this is mine. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was in this room, so I suppose this is my job." And everyone just kind of carries on, not even though they don't even remember really what the world was like before. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the main character has a gigantic robot with giant <laughs> fucking pistons for arms. Yep. And then monsters show up at the end of every episode, and he fights them. <laughs> But then there's this ending that it keeps marching towards about what happened and why the city's in a dome and why everyone forgot their memories mm-hmm. and UPCs on people's heads and t- growing tomatoes. <laughs> and it's really weird, and it ends in just this super surreal, like, these weird-looking, they're called Megaduces. Should, take one of those. should be <laughs> Deus, but uh, they, uh, it's always Deuce. Poor localization. Uh, it's always Megaduce, and they... It ends with like this march of them coming from the ocean, and it's just really bizarre because these other creations look really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it just ends. And, yeah, yeah. And it, it was the only time, or the first time, I guess, where because of Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, it got so big in the U.S. It was the first time I think that an anime got greenlit based on Western, US, yeah, Western demand. Popular. Yeah, it was like it was on Toonami. It was a big hit on yeah. Toonami too. It felt like. It was like if anime directors had learned from the Batman the Animated yeah. Series, which was funny because Batman the Animated Series, those guys were influenced by a- Japanese animation. And yeah. So it was this neat like continuation of it. But yeah, it, not unlike Evangelion, they're just like, we don't know how to end. We've, yeah. we've got this big conspiracy, but we don't want to answer And then the second, Big O2, is like not that great. What is it? No. Is it? I don't even remember. Commissioned like, by Cartoon Network once again, resurrecting yeah. a show. Yeah. They, resurrect, they brought it back and then they filmed. They so put it back fully coolly too? Uh, yeah, Fully Cooly is coming back. Though I wouldn't even say that one. That show never had a semblance of a show or of a narrative, the so they couldn't really say, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're coming back. Oh, I forgot another one from TV, though. Clone High. 
That yeah, show was so good. Hmm. I, I, I didn't even discover it until it was already canceled. I know. It was it was a hilarious show. It was one of MTV's Phil many... Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the yeah. current Wonder Kings who are shepherding every single thing in the universe right now. That's so crazy to me. When I heard of Lego Movie coming out, I was like, oh, it's by the Clone High guys. Awesome. I didn't say that. And they always keep recasting the mm-hmm. same people like Will Forte's in all of their stuff because <laughs> he was the lead in Clone High. Clone High was a show. They do uh, Last Man on Earth, too, don't they? Yes. They executive produced that. And they Clone High was a show about uh, clones of famous people, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, all going to uh, high school together. So it is a very arched high school comedy, but so goddamn funny with uh, Mr. B, the the robot butler who thinks he's Mr. Belvedere. And it, it but it, because it was an MTV show, they told them, hey, you need teen drama in this. Like, and they always mock the teen drama, but... They were kind of told you have to have a, a, a cliffhanger so people will be excited for the next one. Yeah. And it ended with people wanted to see Abraham Lincoln and Joan Dar- uh, Jean d'Arc get together, mm-hmm. uh, Joan of Arc. But then she has sex with JFK instead. <laughs> and then when they all find Fire. out and they're like, gasp, and then they get frozen. They're literally frozen in a cryogenic chamber uh, with the plan of, well, I guess whenever this comes back, we'll unfreeze them. And... That day has not come. I think also from MTV, that show Undergrads didn't. Yeah, I forget. I, forget, it, like, I think it was the the nice guy lead. Uh, he basically, yeah, I forget. He like he was choosing between the two girls. He was choosing between between his dream girl and the girl who's one of the guys. Yeah, who would you choose, guys? Maybe neither of them wants yeah. you. That could be the answer. Uh, one other, and it, this is technically not a cliffhanger because uh-huh. it was the the worst way to resolve a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quantum Leap, oh, yeah. uh, where I think yeah. Sam Beckett he meets God, and but then he leaps again, and mm-hmm. after that leap, they say he never made it home, and they don't even spell his name right. It said Sam Beckett uh, never mm-hmm. made it home. But he, they spelt it with one team instead of two. I just read about that because they just yeah. said it's a, the poochiest ending ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a good last episode in the way that it brought back every yeah. uh, so many of the f- actors who had been in one-off episodes. And then this guy just, God basically, who's the bartender, tells him, you never will go home. Yeah. Like, I'm sending you, I'm the God in the machine sending you where you need to be. And that job will never end. So... Sorry, you're not gonna leave home like that, and and it's then Sam Becky going like, all right, I guess uh, guess I'll just never leave yeah. home then. I cannot believe they haven't done a reboot of this show. Yeah, that seem really now weird. Sam Beckett's uh, the guy with the weird calculator. <laughs> I think it's so. He, yeah, Scott Bakula. What's he doing anyway? I think it's such an episodic show. I think that's why it never comes back because it. It doesn't have a giant uh, season-long arcs or anything. Maybe looking is uh, what happened. Like, he left into San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's on that show. Yeah. Uh, he's also... He was, man, is he actually gay? Because he was also... In the same time as he was on Looking, he was in the the um, Liberace movie that was on HBO as well. He's... Uh, maybe gay people just like casting him. All right, so movies... Can you guys think of any unresolved film cliffhangers? I, I can't. Well, I, to- I told you already, but my favorite, because <laughs> I, I have the, the original rolled theatrical poster for fucking Mac and Me. Oh, yes. And there's there's <laughs> the, no sound the, for the it, but it, film. it was like I was already bored out of my mind watching the movie, and then they, mm. they all, all the little aliens from another planet drive off citizens of America in suits in a convertible car, and the little kid blows a bubblegum bubble <laughs> that says, we'll be back. 
like the 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 guts uh, to think they'd be back. It looks like, like the most expensive shot in a terrible movie <laughs> that to, to promote that they'll be back. What a horrible way to tell people you'd be back too. Like just do the James Bond thing of and just in the credits, yeah. you know, which but, I Buckaroo Banzai is an example of that. A, yes, a movie yeah. that in the credits says Buckaroo Banzai will return. I believe. Put a proper noun in there, like they had a title for the second yeah, film. Yeah, and they, it even has like a trailer, a fake trailer at the end for another one. Uh, but also in the 80s, another film really thought it would be back. Can you guys identify from this? I'll be back. Uh, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Frank Langella also played what, Elvis and Nixon. <laughs> and uh, he was Skeletor. <laughs> He was he was Nixon in Frost v Nixon and also A Perry Nixon. White, A Perry. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, but he was Dracula. The, he was easily the best part of Best in the Universe. Like yeah. nobody was. That better movie than is fucking insane. Yeah. I love saying being able to say this. You don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> Paramount put it on YouTube for free. Yeah, you can Jesus. see the whole movie in high definition anytime you want. It's like Paramount Vault or something. Like that's why yeah. it was easy to get that. They clip. wrote. They, there was an awesome write up on that. I think courtesy of the how does this get made and yeah, slash yeah. film folks about what happened with that but like it was a film that obviously should have happened because he-man was so huge but by the time they got around to doing it the the phase was over and yeah. fading fast and they lost funding and it's like can we get some more money for this and like no one wants to invest in your stupid <laughs> he-man movie you no know, money like well and hasbro or uh mattel. No, mattel they didn't want to put more money in it but they made a deal with like Oh, we'll go dollar for dollar with you guys, uh, Golan and Globus. And then after it's, Mattel's half runs out, then Golan and Globus is like, we're not paying our half. <laughs> yeah. If you want this complete, you pay You pay for our half. Like that is, That's holding your film ransom. Uh, like, maybe we can do another laser time of this. Just, But the idea that it's a Masters of the Universe movie, but it's a movie where the Masters of the Universe come to our time <laughs> and city. And like they come to Earth. Because they to, had one attorney to invade sex. a mall, like, yeah. and like it's it's the worst. It is so. I remember. I, I even and when I didn't have discerning taste, I hated it so much. It just becomes a Terminator ripoff, really. Yeah. And but Franklin Jell is the best part, and the film ends with Skeletor being finally defeated by He Man. Dolph and, Lundgren, who can't fucking electric boogaloo ending. Yeah. Like Sly came up to me and like, "Hey, Dolph, it's good to see him." He's like. Uh, yeah, he's the lead in our movie. You gave that guy lines. <laughs> and, like, cause th- so Dolph can't speak English very well. Like, every other character talks for He-Man very yeah. clearly yeah. throughout the film. And they wanted to they wanted to dub him over, but they couldn't. And mm-hmm. when I saw Master of the Universe in the theater, that was one of the first times where I wanted to stay till the end and hope there'd be a stinger. Like, it wasn't like how it is today where you get a stinger or a mid-credits thing with every movie. It was kind of a rare thing, but when I saw that, I was so excited. Like, Skeletor's back! He's, he'll be back! Yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, there were other ones, too, back then. So, The Lord of the Rings, Ralph Bakshi made one that people weren't too into. Like, people were into at the <laughs> time. Unresolved ending that everyone, most people knew the ending to. Yes, but here was, this was how his Lord of the Rings ended. Mm-hmm. The forces of darkness were driven forever from the face of Middle-earth by the valiant friends of Frodo. As their gallant battle ended, so too ends the first great tale of The Lord of the Rings. So it ends at Helm's Deep, I think. Yeah, pretty much at the end of the Two Towers book, like, Mm -hmm. kind of exactly where the Two Towers film ends. Like, Mm -hmm. the last shot is 
Gandalf the White, mm-hmm. uh, having saved everybody at Helm's Deep, yeah. throwing his sword in the air and then catching it. And, yeah. and meanwhile, like Gollum and Frodo are, like uh, Gollum has decided he's going to lead them to Shelah, but you never mm-hmm. see any any more of that. And by the time they finally make one, it was by uh, the Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Yes. It's, it's they make a, tri- a return of the king. It's a trilogy that miraculously miraculously completes itself with completely different people. <laughs> yes, that Rankin Bass makes The Hobbit and Return of the King. Yeah. And then meanwhile, the two middle books were done by Ra- uh, Ralph Bakshi, uh, who could not be a more different person from yeah. the Rankin Bass people. And they wouldn't have made Return of the King had Ralph Bakshi not made Lord of the Rings. So yes. they made his, uh, we had it in our unofficial sequels episode because it's an unofficial sequel to a movie they weren't involved with the production <laughs> yes. of at all. But it would have been redundant to make another Lord of the Rings film on the first two yeah, books. On- only because Warner Brothers like owns basically every everything now that you can you can kind of buy those and see those together. Otherwise, they'd have to be played on different networks, owned by different companies. It's insane. Uh, but those are old ones. Like in movies, there's a lot more unresolved cliffhangers now, just because of every film has to be a franchise. It has to be part one of a continuing yeah, franchise. Like Marvel set that thing up of like you need a, a satisfying movie with. Yeah. A good resolution, and then after the credits is where you can do the teases for everything. Else. Yeah, yeah, but there's not I, the be- not the real end of the movie, Zack Snyder. <laughs> God, uh, though Harry Potter, I think, is also to blame for that because there's stuff like Chronicles of Narnia, Lemony Snicket, Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah, but Harry, every Harry Potter movie, to its credit, is completely self-contained. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Even though sh- they could have counted on it very much, like we're definitely going to make another one. Yeah. But with all the Harry Potter films except for Part One of Deathly Hallows. Yeah. I mean, that's that's up to Rowling as well. That's the she, only one I've never rewatched. The, the JK, she made every book a year of their of of school time. So you have a natural ending every time. School's out. The semester is over. Now we'll and we'll meet you when the summer is over. Always we'll convenient you. that the dramatic conclusion always coincides with finals. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Until until the sixth book, and that's I don't know. I love that. I love I, that. I also School's did, out, motherfuckers. <laughs> I did love that every time it was just. Uh, it ended with Dumbledore going, oh, uh, Gryffindor gets 100 secret points. They're the winner. <laughs> it's how I conduct my point quizzes on this, <laughs> this very program. Uh, it's the most Mario Party horseshit ever. Because uh, you tried the hardest a million points. Never. You beat the bathroom golem. <laughs> that is true bravery. And Slytherin's like, that was not the list. Like, <laughs> but Neville Longbottom hit a three-point shot before the buzzer. A million like, points, Gryffindor. And then some of the saddest unresolved ones come from comic book films that were a little too big for their britches when it mm. came to playing for stuff. Well, one of the saddest ones to me is X-Men Last Stand. Like, it's just such a mess. I, I, I love that in continuity of those movies, that movie doesn't exist yes, at they, all. They, at first Days they of Future just, Past un, undoes Last Stand. At first they just ignored it with the sequels, and then in Days of Future Past, like, oh, it literally didn't happen. Like, we undid so it. Good. And so, yeah, but in the original X-Men Last Stand, they're like, oh, Xavier came back in a cloned body of himself. And... Also, maybe Magneto did get his powers back, and this guy, and Jean Grey's dead, and what about that? Like, it was all this stuff that would totally never be forgot. dealt with. And yeah. Both Spider-Man uh, series, kind of. So Spider-Man 3 does not end with a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, Yeah, like, but it's just so it ends unfulfilling. With a, oh, yeah. It's so, absolutely are unfulfilling. Are we broken up still? Like, I... Ugh. Spider-Man 1 and 2 end with an amazing, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, like Spider-Man swinging through the city thing. And then Spider-Man 3 is like, a quiet dance. It's like, who cares? Down note. Really, really like to revisit shit. Spider-Man 2 at some point. It's, it was my favorite superhero movie for a long Everything time. Everything I remember about yeah. it, I like in my brain. You know, people constantly tell me, like, 
you know how stupid that that Jesus scene on the subway is. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yes, the entire subway agrees. We all will not tell. Oh, if, I mean, I could write a whole essay about how I hate that, Spider-Man losing. You his played mask a clip of movies. like that that Justice League episode where Lex Luthor takes over Flash's body and like <laughs> now to see who he really is. And he takes off his mask and like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and so, I maybe, have no idea who he is. Yeah, maybe the city of New York didn't know who yeah. Peter Parker was. Out of four million there's people. There's no Facebook auto-tagging. You're a white guy with brown hair. Like, I don't know, you're one of a million people. <laughs> and yeah, everybody didn't have a, a fucking camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in Amazing Spider-Man, when that rebooted in 2012, Sony made the mistake of like, well, if we act like we have plans, Dude, that works as a plan, that right? That shit, like, I, we were, I, I don't even remember how 2 ended. I but I remember the stupid, is it a Norman Osborn tease at the end of Amazing 1? In Amazing 1, yeah. There's just a guy in a hat who's like, did you tell him about it? It was a Metal Gear ending. Like, it was totally a Metal Gear <laughs> yes, ending. And, and the underground subway car that his dad yes. set up for him with the secret light. La- what the fuck is this? <laughs> they had a million subplots in 1, and it kept getting recut. And then 2 is even worse because when 2 came out, they said, we're making a Spider-Man film universe. Like, yeah. we're going to make a Black Cat movie, a Sinister Six movie. I think like, that's the, the Spider-Man 2 isn't an unresolved cliffhanger. It's an unresolved series. Yes. Because they, they fuck the ending of that movie because they want to set up eight more movies with it instead of ending as, it. Yeah, like, I think as a result, it feels like you're, even watching it now, it probably will feel like you're watching a pilot for a series that didn't go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like they set up, oh, here's the other suits for the Sinister Six. We own them. Well, you're never going to see Doc Ock in this thing. Oh, and here's the Rhino. He's going to have a fight. You'll never see it. Oh, and his dad might not be dead. You you won't see yeah, that. Paul Giamatti yeah. doesn't get to be anybody in fucking Marvel I mean, films. It, it ends mid-fight, right? Yeah. It, the, they show you the absolute last second in the trailers. Man. It was such a fuck you, man. <laughs> I, I hated it. Uh, uh, what a one. Big Baby Brelston has yet to see the movie. <laughs> do you think you ever will? No. I have no reason to watch this Maybe you can, Maybe we can do it for like a fucking charity or something. <laughs> uh, Patreon, a Patreon tier. There's so many other things to watch. We'll force Elston to watch Amazing 2 with the fucking Clockwork Orange style. <laughs> hey, if we're still doing this when Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, maybe watch it then. Uh, but uh, I guess lastly I did want to talk about a few major unresolved cliffhangers from video games. Half Life has to be the most famous. Like that, I just don't know where it stands anymore. I forgot. I forgot the ending of two. I forgot the ending of two, episode one and two. I think uh, Gordon Freeman lost his glasses. <laughs> Probably misses his old glasses. Damn it, beat me to it. So yeah, Half Life Two, Half Life One ends with just a god coming out and saying, well, "I'm just going to put push pause on all that." Half Life Two ends with that guy showing up again, like, "Nah, this ending, I don't want it to end." And he just pauses everything. And then Valve, the developers, thought, well, we can make an episodic game, and that'll tell, that'll be the equivalent of Half-Life 3. They make episode 1 and episode 2. And episode 2 ends with, to come full circle, the character played by Benson, Robert Guillaume, uh, he gets killed in it, and his, and his daughter is kidnapped, Alex is kidnapped, and it is like a monstrous cliffhanger that you may never get resolved because Valve makes steam engines. They don't make games. That's uh, allegedly not true. They are a company that uh, video games have become a corner of their business instead of the entirety of it. And they, they one, they moderate a lot of live games still. They uh, yeah. moderate an entire platform, which is no small feat. And Dota 2 but as well. the There's... hints they've given is that like they may have completed... Maybe. Several versions of the whole game and just yeah. aren't happy. They're one of the few companies that can do that. Like, 
we're we not happy not with this. It. Fuck it. Yeah. It, like, well, no one will ever see this. And like, because Half Life has has all this weird baggage with it that it has to launch with like all physics puzzles and new mm. engines. I don't know when you get around and make this important again. Yeah, and there's just I think there's too much expectation I for would, it now. If they are ever gonna go through with a fucking steam box, then I, that's when I would do it. Uh, and also, there was Shenmue as well, or Shenmue. It had. Uh, it was supposed to be like 12 games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, you're the expert on this. You it Suzuki. was supposed to be 12 different chapters, but they like the first one was the first chapter. But then two, Shenmue 2 was like three or four chapters, and I think they just intend for Shenmue 3 to finish it out. But that uh, it was the most expensive game Sega yeah. had ever made at that point. Bankrupted Sega, try, half killed the company, mm-hmm. but it was Yu Suzuki's dream, and he had been he was such a high-level dude there who had made... Pretty much any game with the word virtual in it, he yeah. made it. He ran pro- Bring that series back. The VR is here. And so, yeah, he was like, I want to make Shinmu my dream game. And it seemed like you'd never find out what was behind the Phoenix wall or something, yeah. right? It ended with him and the he Chinese in, girl he, yeah, opening in, some door. Yeah, he was in like... Uh, in China, in some he found all the sailors he needed, yeah, and uh, yeah, found a sword. I don't know what I don't know what any of that was going. <laughs> now but, I'm thinking uh, that you can't. We can't even talk about video games with unresolved cliffhangers. All these failed yeah, franchises yeah. just in the last ten years are but, getting yeah, like Kickstarters. And well, stuff then some can, of them get kickstarted, like Shenmue mm-hmm. has done. Though, if we play, if I have that game in my hand in 2018, mm-hmm. I will be shocked. Shocked, <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Speaking of that, like we talked about Sonic. There was Sonic 4 was episodic, and it ended on a cliffhanger in episode 2, which would never be resolved due to lack of interest. Yeah, it's such Double a, cliffhanger for Sonic. Such a weird bummer. Sonic 4 came out. It's a return to form. Classic Sonic. Yeah. And meanwhile, like uh, Sonic Generations has the best version of Classic Sonic in it. Sonic 4 comes out, and like, why isn't this as good as... You're just yeah. visiting this formula in Sonic Generations... This is all this is supposed to be, and yeah. this sucks. And it's, you, just, it's not as good. You can only spend the Sonic 4 thing once. And just the idea that, like, I mean, some of us have worked for game companies. <laughs> the idea of, like, promising that many games and never... But that nobody's asking. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking where Sonic 4, Episode 3, and 4 are. Yeah, it's weird. No, nobody cares to know about that one. Unlike, say... Mega Man Legends, which mm-hmm. also did end on a big cliffhanger. Mega Man Legends 2 ends with Volnut trapped on the moon, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And the the plan in Mega Man Legends 3 was build the rocket to go to the moon to bring him back. And it is uh, it became a... Get the pr- gun out of your mouth, Elston. <laughs> <laughs> it became quite a, it became a sticking point. I'm sorry, I, I know it is... It's a, I did, I did it's see, a rough subject to this table, but it is a cliff, quite a cliffhanger. Is that, that Namco just addressed Tekken Cross Street Fighter for the first time oh in like three Saying years this week. Saying it was canceled. <laughs> they... They still didn't say it was just not. It's on hold. Yeah, it's like it's not an active it's, development. That I to say, like Godfather said. Four is on hold just because like somebody <laughs> stopped putting pen to paper. <laughs> like, uh, and also I saw that Epic Mickey Two apparently has an unresolved cliffhanger. Oh, that like an army of Pete's were coming. Like once that they resolved. Did you beat Epic Mickey Two, Chris? Oh, worse. I never played it. Oh, okay. I, what? I just I did like. You didn't want to hear Frank Welker say. I, I did. I used to be a games journalologist. Very oh. good. Almost won a Pulitzer. Um, <laughs> But uh, I got known to be the Epic Mickey guy, and like I just remember, I went on like a whirlwind tour of Epic Mickey Two, played a ton of it at Dis- Disneyland. I played a ton of it in Austin, and then by the time it came out, like I was a PC gamer, and they didn't even have a 
port coming and like yeah no i never i've never played it and i remember cooper was reviewing it and like yeah, it's four out of four to ten <laughs> like oh, yeah. i don't you're wrong and i'm never gonna try and prove it <laughs> i'm never gonna try and prove it in my head you're absolutely wrong but it has all the same problems as the original it's a Kind of a, a bad banjo kazooie with a bunch of characters I like. You know, it's supposed to be like it was built around a co-op of Mickey and uh, shoot Oswald. Oswald working together. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there are more entries on this list, but I'll leave that unresolved because ah. we're out of time. We should take uh, should take it out here with the plugs, right, everybody? Plugs, baby. Uh, if you like Laser Time, you like LaserTimePodcast.com. A bunch of fun articles related to the very things that we talk about, uh, including other shows like uh, Talking Simpsons comes to mind because uh, in case you missed it a billion and one Simpsons references flew at you you might not even <laughs> notice but we have a whole show devoted to a chronological exploration of that hosted by our buddy Bob Mackey who, uh, whose fault this episode is <laughs> blame him if you didn't like it <laughs> uh, there's also uh, Laser Time's Patreon patreon.com slash laser time five dollars gets you a weekly show bonus time where we uh, just shoot the shit and uh, movie commentaries including one that had a cliffhanger that we didn't talk about uh, game movie crossover, Dream Fighter, the movie. Yeah, yeah and Bison so. has the how he has a Skeletor like uh, I'll be back. It's the same deal. You're right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and also the Mario Brothers movie ends with oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Daisy or whoever it is. Uh, yeah. God. Well, yeah, no, Peach comes to tell Daisy yeah. and uh, Mario and Luigi they need, need your help again. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, but also, there's 30, 2010, our exploration of everything that happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, which inspired this episode. Yeah, and if you if you leave a comment under the, underneath this episode, odds are we will address it on an episode of Bonus Time. Or will we? Or will we? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll only hear Bonus Time on patreon.com slash laser time, which is what pays the bills for us around here, guys. This is our full-time job, and we appreciate your support, if you can, on patreon.com slash laser time. You get so many extras. I got a good closing song for this. Just oh. so I'll never be able to use it again. Uh, David Milch, just John from Cincinnati. <laughs> Definitely, like, so fucking nuts. I, I loved it. I'm it's insane. it was unresolved. No, it, it knew it was being canceled. Oh, okay. And it's almost a magical episode where, like, <laughs> and it's, the t- entire family that's been arguing the whole time gets back together and throws a parade for itself. It, it's, it's insane. It's one of the most uh, insane last episodes oh, ever. Oh, and I love that opening song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Joe it's, Strummer and the, the Mescaleros. Mescaleros, yeah. Johnny Appleseed. There's a lot of soul. Taken from the well, locked in a factory.